Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. And usually this is where I talk about a sponsor, but not today. Instead, I want to introduce you to a new project that I'm working on. I have started a podcast with Tyler Tringas. He's a veteran SaaS founder and general partner at the Calm Company Fund. Tyler and I, we've been working together on many things before, but now we're working on something we call the Calm MBA. That's a way for founders to learn how to build sustainable and revenue-centric bootstrap businesses. And we're building this whole educational program in public right on the podcast. So if you want to follow along to see how two founders are building a new business together, head over to catchup.fm or find our show called Arvid and Tyler Catch Up in your podcast app of choice. We're two episodes in and it's already a great show. That's catchup.fm. Hope to see you there. And now let's talk about, you guessed it, software businesses. Every single founder out there quickly hears about the product market fit on their journey, but many entrepreneurs go for years before thinking about another such fit that is pivotal in how well your market responds to your product. So let's talk about the solution workflow fit. As a software entrepreneur, it is super easy to get caught up in the excitement of developing a product that solves a critical problem for a validated group of people. And that's already a great start, and kind of beats the idea-first approach that causes so many SaaS businesses to fizzle out after a couple months of work, but solely focusing on the technical side of your solution is not enough. To truly create a successful business on top of solving this critical problem that you're trying to solve, you have to consider the medium in which your solution is implemented and the workflow of your customers in which that will be used. This is the solution workflow fit. And it's a crucial element of building a successful SaaS business. Successful SaaS businesses like that usually follow a pattern. They find a certain group of people with a shared critical problem, then they come up with a solution and implement that solution as a product that they can repeatedly and sustainably sell to that group. Unfortunately, many founders skip the middle parts here. They come up with a great idea, maybe even validate that there might be a market for the product, and then they jump straight into building. And that is not very surprising, to be honest, because most SaaS founders are also developers. And we developers, we sure love solving every problem that we can with code. But looking at the problem we solve and the solution we come up with to solve it is worth spending some time on. When it comes to solutions, solutions to problems, it's important to consider the medium that your customers expect these solutions to happen in. This means thinking outside of the technical implementation of your solution and considering the wider context in which it will be used. Let's look at an example here. Consider the difference between a physical book, paper book, and an ebook. Both formats serve the same purpose of conveying information through text, but the medium in which they are presented makes a massive difference for the consumer. The same goes for software solutions. It's not just about solving a problem, but also providing the solution in a medium that makes sense for the user. If you look at books again, like a, a physical book, a book made out of paper, that's something you can really indulge yourself in, right? You have a physical thing, the haptic sensation is there for you. If you read fiction, like you see the tome, you see the whole story in front of you, it's really nice. But 
if you then look at nonfiction and imagine you have a job where you need to have a lot of reference books available, it's much easier to carry 400 reference books on a Kindle than it would be to carry the actual physical book with you. And searching them digitally is also much easier. So it's the same text, but in two different mediums, different shapes. And that is also true for software. And this is often mind-boggling for developers because we've been building web apps for over a decade, often enough, and now we want to start a business and a software-as-a-service solution, that looks ideal, right? But it's only ideal for solving certain problems. And sometimes the best solution is not a SaaS at all. It could be a printed book or even just a checklist. Sometimes that is enough for people. And we developers, we gravitate towards the tools that we already know. You jump to building a web application as a dev because that's what you're familiar with. But this approach will limit your customers in unexpected ways. Because a SaaS is a very opinionated implementation of a process. How you build it will restrict how your customers can solve their problems. And you might end up hindering their ability to actually use your solution to its fullest potential because they expect it to work very differently sometimes even just slightly differently. That's enough to confuse them. So when developing a solution, it's important to consider the medium, again, in which it will exist for your customers. This means thinking about how your customers will interact with your product and then ensuring that it is accessible in the lived reality of their professional lives. Consider building a business that helps farmers track their inventory. That's something that I actually have been doing in the past. I worked on a marketplace where we tried to sell our software product to farmers. And most inventory tools, including the failed business that I built, are written as web applications with interfaces that are best used on a desktop or laptop computer. But farmers don't work at a desk all day long. So if you want to give them the right tools, you have to make sure that these tools exist in the medium that the farmers can actually use. You will likely need to build a mobile app that can accompany the farmer into their barn or on the tractor, wherever they need it. If you only built a clunky web app, it can be incredibly powerful, but it won't be useful to the people who you want to use your product. And the medium people expect their tools to exist in is decided by the workflows that our prospective customers execute to get stuff done. And this means you need to know what tools and processes all of them use in their day-to-day -day work and then ensure that your solution integrates seamlessly into that very real and often hard to change workflow that is very present in the industry that you're serving. If you want to build a business that serves audio engineers or producers or music producers, then a web-based SaaS probably won't be enough. Again, you need to place your solution in the medium they're using. And for sound people, that's their DAW, their D-A-W. And it actually is uh, called a digital audio workstation. So that's what that means. Whatever you build needs to integrate seamlessly into the digital audio workstation that they are using. You can still build a software platform for your business. That's perfectly fine. But it won't be of much use if audio engineers need to export the audio files from that DAW, upload it to your servers, work on it, then download the result and re-import it into the DAW. That is a workflow buster. It slows everything down and will keep people from even trying your service. To get this right, in any industry, you'll need to know the inputs and outputs that your solution needs to work with and then build your product so that it is compatible with the file formats that your customers are already using. It's not about what you can build. It's about what they need to continue their work. 
And no software is ever really used in isolation either. That's why it's so important to not skip these parts of your journey. Before you start building, you need to develop a deep understanding of the industry that you're serving. What are the standard tools that are being used here? How do they integrate with each other already in existing solutions? Are there best practices that you might need to follow? Common file formats that you need to support? Getting this right is essential if you want your solution to be adopted widely by professionals. So how do you get to the solution workflow fit? You start by researching to understand the existing workflows in your target industry. And this means identifying the tools and processes that your future customers already use and which inputs and outputs your solution needs to work with. YouTube is often a great source for information here. You will find subject matter experts that talk about these things. Just go to their channels and watch the tutorials and explainer videos. Often, they will just talk about their tools or at least share screenshots or screen shares where you can see which tools they deem important enough to have a place in their docs or taskbars. Investigate these tools to learn about all the file formats and data transformation expectations that are built into these systems. What do the marketing websites for these tools suggest that they can handle? What file formats are supported by all these tools and which ones are more specific to certain tools? How do users combine these tools to get their work done? Once you understand the existing workflows, you can begin to design your solution to fit right between the existing tools. And this means thinking about the medium in which your solution will be offered and ensuring that it's accessible across all the different devices and platforms that your prospects commonly use. And this means designing your solution to integrate seamlessly into your customer's existing tool chain so that they don't have to change their processes too much to use your product. They will have to change some things if they adopt a new tool, but they shouldn't have to learn everything from scratch again. A willingness to adapt your solution to fit to your customer's needs is foundational to building the right thing. Leave your ego at the door. You don't know better. And even if you might, that won't convince your prospects. They all have a job to be done and they already have a way of doing it right now. Instead of telling them that they're doing it wrong, Give them something that makes things much easier without having to redefine their work completely. A good product will change an industry's processes and best practices, but it will do so over time, not overnight. And then, well, think of the fact that some problems might not need a software-based solution in the first place. Or at least entertain the idea that your business success doesn't depend on a software-as-a-service business being built. You might have a much bigger impact creating an info product, like a technical handbook or a process manual, that people can use as a reference to establish a better way of getting their work done. And who knows, that book could build the foundation for a future SaaS business that implements those newly established business processes, maybe a few years down the line. And when you find yourself building a software product, well, then always think of the perspective of someone executing a particular task for, I don't know, the 50th, 100th time. If you find a way to make the next time a little bit faster and more efficient without making the whole process harder for them, you're looking at a candidate for solution workflow fit because it's always about the next time people solve their problem. And never forget why we built businesses in the first place. To help the people we choose to serve and empower. Think from their perspective and you will build something that integrates well into the reality of their professional lives. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Bootstrap Founder. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You'll find my books and my Twitter course there as well. And if you want to support me in the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
get the podcast in your podcast player of choice and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Any of this will help the show. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.